0: Jeremy McGrew, I'm Chris Moser, and this is still as kingdom keeps the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I cover every single episode of the TV show Merlin, and we are progressing through season five uh, episodes that we have feels like we have done before. Uh, I feel like is what my my thesis coming out of this one is um, mm-hmm. not a bad episode per se, but just feel like we've we've we're treading familiar ground here. How are you, yeah, Chris? Yeah, well, that's,
1: you know, <laughs> sometimes you're judged by a unicorn and sometimes you're judged by um the mouthpiece of an old religion, this, you know. Yeah. It is it's all the same at
0: some point. At the same point, some point it is the same. What is also the same are the amount of benefits that you can get by subscribing to us at patreon.com/monster of the week. They haven't changed. You get exclusive podcasts, you get access to our Discord server and you get episodes of this podcast early sometimes not this week <laughs> Not this week This week you might get them one day early some weeks it's three days early it just depends on what we're doing in that week and how <laughs> awful our lives are uh, thank you for being patient with us patrons i appreciate it thank you you doing, you doing okay today chris i'm doing okay
1: despite the outtakes i'm okay today. despite
0: the outtakes we're doing all right do you want to remind us of what's going on in the in the world of merlin
1: Yes, last time on Merlin, Morgana conspired with King Odin to use Princess Mithian and her father to lure Arthur into a trap. Do you think I remember her her father's name? No, I did not. Consumed by anger and revenge, Arthur stops at nothing. Uh, in his pursuit of the rival king but when the time comes to strike the killing blow arthur stays his hand and with a bit of encouragement from merlin chooses to end the cycle of violence and make peace with odin but for every new ally he gains morgana continues to haunt him and then wasn't in this episode
0: we are covering merlin season five episode five the desir in the inky depths of an ancient pool, three soothsayers cast a dark judgment upon the king of Camelot. Despite Merlin's warnings, headstrong Arthur refuses to take the words of the Desir seriously, and their fury rains down on Camelot. That's, that's a little extreme. Only the greatest sacrifice can appease <laughs> them, also kind of extreme. And with the kingdom in jeopardy, is it the one that Arthur is prepared to make? This aired on November 3rd, 2012, directed by Ashley Way and written by Julian Jones. And sure enough, we start with those three soothsayers at the inky depths of an ancient pool.
1: That's exactly where they are. That's exactly how uh, I would
0: describe I, it. I, this, is, this is very apt, man. That's they, get, they got one sentence right in that whole thing. So I'm pretty, at least <laughs> they got it really, really, really right. Uh, they all raise their staves and then point them down into this uh, ancient pool full of inky depths. Uh, the middle one kneels down and picks something up, and it's this weird emblem that we were going to know as a rune runestone. Uh, and then we smash cut to a dude who... the the cold open made seem like was going to be a major integral part of this episode. Mm. Uh, but then then we found out that his name is Osgar and you realize realize you realize immediately there's no way this dude's going to be there's no, there's <laughs> no hope for Osgar. Osgar's <laughs> dead immediately on arrival. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did you say
1: Oscar? Nope. No, there's a
0: G. No, there's a G in there. Yeah, like, like the fish. Like the gar of the fish. Osgar. Ah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Oscar. Uh He kneels before this hooded figure. She holds out the emblem or this runestone to him and says, the fate of Arthur Pendragon is in your hands now see that you honor it and then it's
1: like, i don't even know him you, why you <laughs> he's this like who
0: is arthur Pendragon, and why <laughs> Who? <laughs> why did you call me the three leagues from my house to do this task i'm not sure <laughs> when i signed up for, i have to walk there <laughs> when i signed up for task rabbit i didn't think i thought it would be mostly potato pulling i didn't think it was going to be <laughs> delivering judgments
1: <laughs> this feels like it's a little bit over my head i'll be honest
0: with you <laughs> task rabbit in the land of arthurian time is a very funny concept or if we could get Pulled into a plot like this, right? Like, you guys don't have any radishes to peel. Like, what about I- <laughs> <a> that's bat- <laughs> sort of my kind of specialty—is pulling potatoes, peeling radishes. Yeah. Uh, you need me to scrub can, something? You, know. you got a donkey I can scrub? Like, I do a lot of like peasant era stuff. Like, I put that in my yeah. profile pretty clearly. Like, I don't do—I'm not a prophet guy. You know what I'm saying? Not prophecy, yeah. dude. I don't know what you're. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying if you if you if you're hiring a hiring a
1: peasant for your prophecy work you're going to get a, you're going to get a peasant's job you know what you mean you're going to get a peasant's quality back in return um, and I think that that shows throughout this
0: it does it absolutely does uh we go to our intro and then we come out in Camelot with Mordred uh facing off against Arthur uh okay a, all
1: right enough of this what enough of this they're being all buddy buddy and i don't
0: like it it's it's a little bit too much for me it's it's kind of like i'm there's... not ready to, i'm on merlin's side i'm ready to
1: to doom my own fate because i hate a guy so much like i can get behind that and i don't necessarily hate mordred but i am a hater you are a hater so this is uh-huh. too
0: much for me i don't i i don't like mordred's Anything. I think I just don't trust him. I don't like the fact that he makes Merlin jealous. I think he's trying to. Are we to-
1: part of the problem, though? Uh, I, I can't. Are we supposed. To, I see. I haven't. I don't know where this is going. Okay. Are we supposed to trust Mordred? And because we aren't, because Merlin isn't. We are just creating problems where they where there aren't any. I
0: don't know. I mean, the, and I guess I will find out eventually. <laughs> the problem is they named this guy uh, Mordred, which they
1: named this motherfucker Mordred.
0: We we all know like descends from basically means death guy. Uh, Like yeah. I mean, this dude might as well appear in the live action remake of Death Note for all that this dude right. is named Death yeah. Guy. Yeah. Um. But like, I, and I don't know either. Like at this point in the story, it's pretty clear to me that merlin thinks he's going to murder arthur uh but he hasn't done anything to do that right no he hasn't thrown up any red flags whatsoever no in fact,
1: he's just trying really hard he seems like he's like everybody likes him he's pretty nice um the knights gently rib him yeah um, absolutely and he he takes it in stride he's not all like pouting and you know getting all broody about it um He's pretty. He's just pretty normal. The only thing I don't like here is that you know. Okay, him and him and Mordred and Arthur are sparring. Merlin's watching on, and then as you know, they finish up. I think Arthur kind of like you know knocks him down and helps him back up. Tells him he's doing a good job. Everything's going well, but as they're walking away, Merlin completely gets ignored as he tries to like talk to them. Yeah, and I don't like that. I won't. I can stand stand for that that stuff.
0: Uh, And they go to Arthur's room where Arthur just continues to extol the praises of Mordred about how great he's doing, about how, uh, you know, he's just, man, I just, I can't believe how great he's doing. He's just doing such a good job. Like, I am going to just give this dude nothing but encouragement to become the best knight of Camelot. All the while, he's stripping off his, his, like, sweaty clothes and shoving them in Merlin's face, which just seems disrespectful, to be honest with you.
1: It's very disrespectful. I, I, it's, of course, we know Arthur's perception of Merlin is totally different than ours, but it almost doesn't make any sense that he didn't knight Merlin, especially after everything that went down when they had to come back and reclaim Camelot, and he was knighting everybody else. I just feel like he should have—he should have knighted Merlin. Like, I—we're like two seasons past that now, but thinking back, I'm like, why didn't he? Even if he doesn't think he's good with the sword or whatever, like he's had your back so often, and he's always put himself on the line for you. Again, I guess it's because he doesn't see that, but maybe that's why this chafes so much here's uh, and maybe it's supposed to for the viewer we are supposed to see this unfolding and not just because we distrust mordred but because we know that you know merlin has put in that work as well and doesn't get the recognition he deserves
0: here's the problem with knighting merlin uh you would you, you're basically making him like a form of royalty at that point uh-huh. uh, like so he, uh-huh. you're, you're you're giving him the sir Right, so all of a sudden he's Sir Merlin. Yeah. Which means that you can't force him to tuck you into bed every night.
1: That's that is you I can't, think that's what it comes to. There's it. no way Gwane would have I done mean, it
0: if it was before he was a knight. But now ever since he's back turned into a knight, Gwane's like, I'm not tucking the king into bed every night anymore. So, but
1: aren't you maybe obligated to, you know? tuck your liege lord into bed at night if you're a night yeah like, isn't that like, part, a Is w- that not part of your night once duties?
0: once a week max though like because you're a respected ah. member of the community you have you have a job you have you have land I guess right like you have mm-hmm. you have some stuff with your you have some stuff with you like you have you have things that you're doing with your mm-hmm. life you're not just a servant that can afford the time to tuck King Arthur into bed every single night. And I think that's the thing is that Arthur just wants Merlin to tuck into bed every night. He does it perfectly. Yeah. He's got all of the corners figured out. He tucks him under the under the like rib cage just right, so it's all tight, but it feels good. You know what I'm talking about. Like he'd been tucked into exactly yeah, talking yeah.
1: bed. And I think that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. So um, back at back at the lab, Merlin goes back over to Gaius, uh, and he's like, Yeah, Arthur freaking loves this guy now. But I can't ignore my vision. I can't I can't ignore what I've seen Mordred do in this vision or what I think I've seen him do in this vision. Um, and even Merlin here admits, like, yeah, he's a nice guy. There's really nothing to dislike about him. But I just can't. I, like, I can't trust him. I can't go there because of what I've seen. Um, also, interestingly, we get this real wide shot of the lab. And when you see that staircase, yeah. Merlin's up on the, I feel like we have not seen that in, since season one. I agree. Um, so it's it stuck out.
0: That was that was a little weird. I uh, I think this is where some of the repetition starts for me in this episode. Where mm. uh, we talked about this in the last episode, but like I and granted we're in the last season. We only have like ten episodes left or something. Like we don't have a lot of Merlin left, so it's it's kind of silly to complain about this now, but it's getting a little tiresome that Merlin, everybody dismisses Merlin out of hand. Like he's got five seasons under his belt of just being pretty knowledgeable and kind of intuiting these things around him. And for Gaius to be like, he's fine. And the, there, there is an interesting line here that I think, uh, Gaia says of like you know right now you just uh you know you've seen this but seeing isn't knowing and we must know before they act no no not at all not at all (laughs) not at all (laughs) you see shit all the time and you just do something about it like who cares Mm -hmm. like you can't Mm -hmm. kill Mordred but like you could at least have that back and be like you know what Merlin He's not doing anything right now, but I'm your boy, and Mordred is is not my boy, and I am going to watch him for you. We are going to watch out yeah. for him together. Like, why not just be a little bit fucking supportive? I'm tired of this this narrative of Gaius just being like, I don't know, Merlin, seems okay to yeah. me. It no longer makes any sense in season five. Exactly. For that to continue
1: yeah. to ignore him. Um, even Arthur, it's a little bit like yes. stretching a little yeah. thin, yeah. And he still thinks of him as this idiotic person who can't be
0: trusted like there's a uh, there's a there's a running joke in this in this episode towards the end where arthur says like hey i'll you know i even think that you'll be right from time to time and i'm like my dude <laughs> he has been like pretty right so many right. times you accept his advice quite often so many times uh sir leon comes back from the east uh, they were. He's just got some fucking news. That's
1: all this dude does. Anyway, we caught a guy. We caught a guy. His name is Oscar with a G, and everyone's like, like oh, G, with a
0: huh? G? I don't understand. Uh, yeah, mean...
1: and he, he he was captured, and then he killed a knight, and he escaped. And Arthur's like, that knight was my friend. We can't stand for this.
0: And he uh, he decides he is going to lead the patrol to track down this Oscar. Uh, He walks out in the room and over to where Gwen is, who is like, That's a stupid idea. Like, you're the king. And Arthur's like, You don't understand. He wasn't just a knight, he was my friend. He was my friend you have a lot of friends okay Quinn is like we have so many friends you're, like
1: <laughs> literally you're never home how many years have you been king and i n- i mean n- not not to be misogynistic but i'm still not pregnant
0: i'm just saying like we need i'm to- trying to give you an heir man yeah but you would se- <laughs> i'm trying to secure the
1: Pendragon line
0: do you know how hard you're never home do you know how hard it is to get pregnant when your husband is that tucked in like i just can't even get to <laughs> it's you it's impossible <laughs> i
1: try to come in and listen Cover the- i'm not saying anything i'm not telling you to get rid of merlin i know what's going on but i'm trying to secure trying to secure to... this goddamn kingdom
0: trying to secure a legacy my dude untuck a corner for me let me get up in them sheets that's all i'm asking um, only merlin can untuck him he's like he has a lock and it's, geez, it's a special it's a special unlocking mechanism uh M- morger knocks at the door uh, and Arthur tells him, hey, it's, you're going to go on this patrol with me. Mordred is overjoyed uh, and very earnestly, it seems like, says that they will not regret this. Uh, and yeah. this is his like first like outing since he has been knighted for saving Arthur. Uh, the next morning, uh, the knights tease Mordred, as you alluded to earlier, um, telling him that he forgot some stuff. Uh, so he's constantly like, looking around. Uh, Merlin once again questions Arthur, uh, you know, do you think this is a good idea? Uh, and Arthur's response here is very funny. Like, where would any of us be if no one had given us a chance? Arthur, you'd be in the same spot, homie. You're a prince. Mm-hmm. You were born mm-hmm. into royalty, my friend. No one had to give you any kind of chances. <laughs> Everybody in the world has handed everything to you as soon as you asked for it. And you've had pretty, like, if you like look at. Um, um, what is fucking Gwen's brother's? Uh, Ellian. Look at Elliot. Ellian yeah. uh, has had a fucking life of of, of trauma. Yeah. Like he's living the good yeah. life now, but it's been bad for him, my friends.
1: <laughs> Each one of these fellows, except for Leon, have been through it in some way, shape, or form.
0: And honestly, Leon has kind um, of been through it. Like if he working for Uther is going through it. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. You know what?
1: He was given everything, but he's worked hard. <laughs> exactly. So give yeah, him yeah. that. <laughs>
0: he is. He he had a lot of opportunity, and he had to work for it. Even though we had it um so they head out uh as they leave gwen orders merlin to take care of arthur and arthur re- excuse me merlin responds he doesn't always make that easy and of course he says i know it's no uh, they ride through the woods they're uh making they're kind of gassing up Mordred a little bit, saying like, oh, you have to ride in the saddle backwards, and this is ancient tradition. And Oh, I didn't even get what was
1: happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Why is he doing that? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. He, they they, they, was all they like, were hazing him. They, oh, they, they, okay. It's all just them hazing him, yeah. Um, classic, classic night shenanigans. Classic stuff. Um, they become more serious when they start seeing signs of Osgar, uh, and then they get off the horses, and they spot him, and they have to chase him down. Eventually Gwen and Elian spots Osgar sitting down and they sneak up and Elian and Osgar just stands up. And is like, Oh, I thought you guys hadn't seen the tracks that I kept laying down for you. Can you just take me to Arthur? Like I'll just walk with you. And they're super mad because this dude supposedly killed his friend, their friend. So they draw swords on him and the situation very quickly devolves into a combat. Osgar uh, mm-hmm. slings both of their weapons out of their hands. Uh, Gwayne is able to grab a dagger and stab the dude before he then knocks both of them out and off into trees, uh, and then Osgar stumbles into the path uh, in front of Mordred, Merlin, and Arthur, uh, where he tells Arthur that uh, he is there to give that the Desir is going to give judgment on him, and he hands him an amulet. And Arthur is like, "What in the fuck is happening?" <laughs> I do yeah, what not. What is happening? <laughs> is... He calls
1: him the Once and Future King, mm. which is pretty hyped. And meanwhile, he's like, "I just." Normally I stick to peeling and potatoes, man, and I am straight up bleeding out so you to you, take this fucking coin for me, brother. This guy
0: looks um, like he's a. Do you do you do you know Gaius? Like, if it seems like you're a Gaius type, can you just like bandage me or something? Like, I need yeah, the... something, please.
1: Um, but yeah, he's like this here that uh, the the are passing judgment on you, and uh, no one is above them. It doesn't matter that you're the king. Uh, they when they come calling, you 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 get judged. Um, surprisingly, Arthur lets. Him hand over the coin, takes it, um, but what's done is done. There's no, like, he's like, okay, yeah, the reading's done, you took the coin, and, um, you've waged war on the old religion, so now the gods are coming for you, no sweat just just FYI old gods are are coming for you even as camelot blossoms it withers okay brother
0: yes yes that was the line i wanted to read the, the even as camelot flowers the seeds for destruction are being sown because there that's the there uh is. that's the same line that merlin got towards the beginning of the season and of course the camera cuts to merlin as this random sorcerer says this uh, and Merlin knows this is very serious. uh, But of course, Arthur is being very dismissive. Uh, And then this dude dies uh, and we cut to Merlin having buried this man in the woods. And we get a little bit more of an insight into like some of the laws of Camelot, I think. Uh, And I find this a little bit interesting because like Mordred shows up right as um, the only thing I can think of is that Merlin just buried a hole, like, excuse me, dug a hole in the ground. But like just like a straight down hole, and just set the, the like feet down, like he'd be stand. You know what I'm saying? Like, because there's not a mm-hmm. grave dug. Mm-hmm. There was just like a stack of rocks. There was not like disturbed earth, right? So he just dug like a six feet hole in the ground that's like twelve inches wide. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and just I think
1: they just found like you know there was a system of roots and it looked like it was the ground, but it was actually just dirt on top of those roots. And there was a big hole underneath. They just dropped him in there.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Um, but jokes aside, Warderet says like, hey. You know we're not supposed to uh we're not supposed to allow sorcerers marked graves uh and then D- D- very quickly says he won't tell though because you know he was one of us after all, alluding to the fact that both Merlin and Warchard have magic. I find this really interesting, like the idea mm. that we're so persecuting people of magic that we won't even let them have like proper burial rights uh and yeah. it's kind of fascinating that Arthur is still doing this for as much as he's
1: he's done so little to undo the damage that his father did that like he is I think still culpable for it you know he isn't excused from everything just yet as he says later is like am, am I gonna be to blame for all of my father's sins I'm not him um but like well yeah and there there is only so much you can do in a set amount of time right to to undo the wrongs to undo your own prejudices But you won't even let these people get
0: buried. That's fucked up. Yeah, that's a a really tremendously fucked up thing to do. Considering what we've seen Arthur do, like taking the... Uh, sorceress down off of the, the cross that they were going to burn her on in the one of the previous yeah, and then when episodes, she died with them, they were just like, all right, whatever, leave her. Yeah, did they just leave her in the fucking, like bury a hole and then not mark it, not tell any of her family? Like it just gets really fucking weird. And it's one of those things where like the harder you think about a premise, the more it's going to fall apart if you like mm-hmm. think about the foundation of it at all. Um, and it's fun to do that in some cases and in some some cases it's fun to just turn your brain off. But this really stuck out to me as like one of the most horrifying things that you can do besides, you know, mm. kill a bunch of magical children that haven't done anything wrong. <laughs> sure, um, sure, 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 sure. And I really like what um, Merlin's response to this. He turns to Mordred and like I think in a previous season of Merlin, these two would be bros. Like they would Mm be co-conspirators kind of like Merlin and Lancelot were when Lancelot knew about uh, Merlin's magic. And here it's like Merlin kind of wants, he can't help but to like Mordred a little bit, but he also hates Mordred and he's scared of what he represents as like this prophecy of killing Arthur. And he hates him because he, you know, has been spending all of this extra time with Arthur and that's usually Merlin's special time. Um, but he looks at him he's like, you know, this is this is going to be better one day. Like we are going to we're going to be able to live in freedom again. And Mordred says, "Until then, we will go unmarked in death as we do in life." And what a fucking killer line that is, dude! Like yeah. I really like like sometimes such
1: a good line that I thought, well, they're friends now. Yeah, so his betrayal is going to hurt <laughs> all sure. the more. But it turns out I don't know if Mordred is the one doing betrayals. It might just be Merlin doing betrayals.
0: Yep, I, it feels like it's just going to be Merlin. Um, and that night we got to let him cook, dude
1: gotta let him cook i guess that's all we can say um they all you know merlin's cooking they're all drinking to merlin's or to mordred's first excursion out with them all um but merlin's kind of bringing the mood down he wants to talk about oscar with the g and and how you know hey we didn't need to kill this guy um but arthur just kind of shakes it off tosses the coin to merlin uh, Gawain's pretending that he wasn't the one who stabbed the man. Uh, <laughs> wouldn't listen to his pleas to just be, like, hey, let me see Arthur, please. Uh, so he just, yeah, tosses the coin to Merlin and, you know, hey, do, nothing to worry about here. This is nothing. The gods, the, the, the old gods mean nothing to me.
0: And back in Camelot, they, Merlin is still being kind of sullen and Arthur is like what is going on with you like I haven't seen you smile in three days and Merlin says I, nice of you to notice bro I'm, I'm not sure there's a great deal to smile about and Arthur literally rolls his eyes like it's very much like what are, oh my god like it's 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 just it's very cute uh yeah but it's yeah. just also like a kind of a sign that Merlin has really been going through the wars uh, mm-hmm. they arrive in the lab and then it's time for Gaius to tell Arthur all of the lore of this rune mark uh, basically anybody who has given this has been, um, judgment. It has been, has been judged against by the Desir who were the spokesman spokeswomen of the triple goddess, triple goddess, triple goddess, triple, yeah, triple goddess. Like I did. I
1: wrote it down at some point, but I didn't write it down here. I don't think I like, oh, my, no, I did. Yeah. I, the triple goddess. I
0: like my goddesses, like my delight, like I like my delight, Chris triple. Yeah. Triple, triple. <sighs> Um, he says, you know, this is very bad. You should, you should, you should, this is very like, you know, this is going to be a, a big issue for you. And Arthur's like, it's just like, worn out superstitions like what do you you don't you don't believe in any of this and gaius having been asked a direct question always does what gaius does when he's asked a direct question which is hedge and he's like i'm old enough to know that you shouldn't dismiss anything out of hand like oh that's not a fucking answer my friends (laughs) this is why uh what's his name uh aggravate almost got you murdered because you can't answer a direct fucking question your half your half answers
1: (laughs) uh he does have a point though You know, um, Arthur can't just pretend like this isn't going to affect him. He was fucked up by a unicorn in the past. So I just think that he should be prepared for anything. Um, and later that night, you know, he asks Merlin about this. He's like, haven't I been a good King? Have I not done enough to make up for my father's sins? Um, if, if why, why should I be blamed for this? Essentially, why should I be blamed for what my father has done when I have tried to do things a different way? Um and he wants Merlin's opinion man to man, not, you know, master and servant or anything. Um <laughs>
0: not Tucker in and Tucker Tuck and the Tucky. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, 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 Um he's like, just pretend you've never tucked me into bed and tell me what you really think. And um I'm, Merlin says, I'm, I'm you know, sorry, I think sir. that they, they the task is too great. They, <laughs> yeah. <Sorry. laughs> they see you as as being worthy enough to be judged in the first place they wouldn't they wouldn't judge you if it didn't matter to them uh and i don't think that they would pass this judgment upon somebody who wouldn't listen to what they had to say uh and so arthur asks well do you think i should take them seriously and merlin says i think you already have yeah taking them seriously mm-hmm. much to think about
0: much to think about i really like that line there so um judgment is wasted on those who won't listen like why would they mm-hmm. even bother mm-hmm. judging you if they didn't think they can improve you in some way uh, which is, you know, maybe not accurate a hundred percent of the time when it comes to judgment, but I think in this case could could definitely be um, it's is interesting and profound. Yeah. Uh, Merlin needs some help though, so it's time for Merlin to summon the dragon. Uh, and who immediately confirms the goddess of judgment of that, like, yeah, Arthur is probably going to die. <laughs> He's going to almost definitely yep. do that. Um, and Merlin is worried about Mordred, and the dragon is like, yeah, you should also be worried. Yeah, you, I don't know why you called me. This is all this stuff. Yeah, I'm, am I am just here to be your like sounding board? Yeah, absolutely. You should probably murder Mordred. You didn't the first time, and look what happened. And now you should probably maybe murder him the second time, like if you have yeah, that opportunity. If you're asking
1: the dragon if you should murder somebody, the dragon's going to say Always yes. The dragon loves say- <laughs> when you murder people. <laughs>
0: the dragon hates humans and loves murder what do you think he's gonna say
1: (laughs) so this is mistake number one i guess you could say of the episode now merlin makes a lot of mistakes and i think he is um casting his own doom here and part of me while thinking about this i'm almost i'm frustrated with merlin right like you keep doing these things and it keeps making things a little bit worse but at the same time you think how many years has it been of him being under this pressure, of him trying to, to keep Arthur alive and to follow this destiny, and he is alone. The one person he can tell, Gaius constantly doubts him, gaslights him, doesn't listen to what he has to say. Um, he is alone and under just tremendous pressure. So, of course, he's going to keep doing the wrong thing and making mistakes. And I think he makes a lot of mistakes here.
0: I think he does, and it's it's interesting um there's a bunch of debate about this in our discord uh just people kind of commenting on it from different angles and i i read through a little bit of that today and i, I find it interesting the different perspectives people have on it um in the meantime because i think that we're going to deal with a lot of that towards the end of the episode uh arthur goes back home and is just like up up late pondering the amulet when gwen comes in and is like hey you didn't eat it brought you some food and arthur relays this experience with osgar to Gwen, um, and it's like you sort of seen the look in his eyes. Like it was almost like he pitied me. Why would a sorcerer pity a king? Like, what if they're, what if, what if the seer right? What if I am failing? Like, what mm. if I'm not good mm. enough? And this is, again, when I talk about this episode feeling like a, a rut we've already created before, it's stuff like this where. I really thought after the last episode we were done with Arthur's self doubt, um, and it's not quite the same thing. I get it; like there's a different, some different narrative devices happening, but it also it feels a lot like the same thing. And I get, yeah. I'm a little like I want for they're gonna do a plot. Like let's let's make make a plot happen. Like let's 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 do some stuff because I feel like we're we've we have we have a great understanding that King Arthur is not a beacon of shine, shining light that he is an actual man with self-doubts and a guy to tuck a minute at night, right? Like he is yeah, he is yeah. he, like they, we have we have defined his character pretty well and I'm ready for like stuff to start happening about it.
1: Yeah. And I wonder if they have to keep kind of retreading this this ground, this self-doubt, this reflection, because it's the only way to make up for the fact that Arthur really hasn't changed very much. Not himself, but he hasn't done very much to change Camelot. Um, the fact that he's still—they have to show him still wrestling with these things. Otherwise, in season five, Merlin should be able to reveal himself, and they should be able to make changes. And um, but this has to be a slow process. They have to keep having Arthur bump up against these moral questions, and um, I don't fight against his own prejudices. But yeah, it does feel like we've covered this ground before. Um, and I, I don't know how else they would have handled it because I think that the, this episode isn't about what, what Arthur thinks. I think this is about what Merlin is willing to do.
0: Yes. And, and you're, you're absolutely right about that. Um, this bothers Arthur enough that he wakes up in the middle of the night to go and wake Gaius and Merlin up and are like, we're going to go find the, the, the Zir. Where can I find them? And Gaius like spits out a string of proper nouns that yeah. I've never... Behind
1: the <laughs> yellow tree, beyond the white mountains, within the cave of such and such. Oh, man. When you've reached the babbling brook, you'll know that I'm like, dude, just fucking... Just,
0: I mean, it's... Stop. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like, y'all are like three leagues away. This is not mm-hmm. a big deal. Um, and everyone like the next morning, like that lets everybody mounts up. They're going to head to the white mountains. Mordred pops out and is like, Hey, Homie, where are you going? And Arthur's like, this is this is not for amateurs, my friend. He's like, you've got fucking Merlin there and he's not even a knight. He mm-hmm. doesn't have any land, dude. How can he not have any land? Yeah. yeah. Um and Merlin is like Merlin's like, like dude, M- Mordred owns land now? Are you, <laughs> you kidding, kidding me? me? When did you give him land? Do you know how little land is in Camelot? Do you know how valuable actual land is? <laughs> and now Mordred owns some like, of what it? Does he? own? does he own a hectare? Like what did you give him? What I, in the world? I don't even have my own room. I sleep at the, uh, uh, on the on the bed. I sleep on the floor beside Gaius, i have to get done tucking you in. What's wrong? What is wrong? I want my own hectare. Um, no, he doesn't do that. Instead, Arthur is like, yeah, okay, fine, you can come. Uh, and they, we spend a lot of time riding to this location, which is a cave. Uh, and as they approach the cave merlin is like yo this is a sacred area we shouldn't have weapons and arthur's like that's ridiculous and i'm like you should just listen to merlin uh as they go in it's it's even more like egregious here because they start knocking down these relics and just stepping on them they're trotting all over the magic in this place just feels really gross great Uh, just not
1: good just they're doing everything they can to make things as bad as possible for themselves
0: and just arrogance on top of arrogance arthur arrives in front of these uh what we call them these three soothsayers uh yeah and uh th- tosses the amulet at them and says that this grove is in the domain of camelot and then in camelot a man is judged by his peers and the desir is like hey we're not judging you homie we're just telling you that you are being judged by the triple goddess and arthur's like well that just feels like the kind of the same thing my man i, I, don't, know yeah. do. yeah. I don't know what to do uh, i don't just do with that i don't like that and I, <laughs> and I don't recognize it they um <laughs> you know all of the as we're recording this there's the looming prospect of a writer's strike i don't know if you've seen any of the writer's guild stuff that they've published where they've asked for pretty basic stuff like you know i don't know like not to have to rewrite something that you created via ai or something and like the other the other people in this that have to agree to some of this stuff is just like didn't answer. Refused to respond. No counter offered. I feel like, yeah. feel like that's Arthur to a T right now. I'm yeah. just like, no. Yeah. no <laughs> Absolutely I not. I
1: don't recognize it. I'm not aware of it. I'm not looking at it. Merlin's like, dude, it doesn't count if you're just not looking at it. <laughs> if you don't make eye contact, that doesn't absolve you of what's happening here. They eventually break it down, and they're just like, dude, okay. All right. We're going to level with you, bro. Um, You've angered their goddess. their The, arch, our, the triple whatever um triple flip back back dive goddess um because you've denied the old religion and you've been slaughtering its followers that's a you know pretty big pretty big deal um but there is still the chance for him to to listen to them to listen to the old religion and to repent um and they tell him that he's being arrogant and insolent um and he tries to you know get a little upstarty with them. And then he just gets tossed. People start getting tossed Yep. Um, this quickly. You know, it doesn't go well. You brought in like 40 testosterone fueled. What dudes did you think this Tiny yeah. little crone cave. And you, this is how, this is how it goes. Everybody's getting tossed around. And then suddenly a magical spear is thrown at Arthur. Um, and it's actually Mordred who jumps in the way to save him, taking a pretty serious blow in the process. Um. Everybody starts to run, and they throw one more spear. And this time, Merlin is able to stop it, um, stop the spear from hitting anybody with magic. Nobody notices him, but him and the one of the old desir. They make eye contact. Yeah, they know. Like real recognizes real right there. So now something's up. Something. There's a connection
0: here. And uh, outside, Merlin inspects Mordred and says that this wound is magical in nature and that he's going to need Gaius to treat it. He's acting pretty weird about this whole thing. Uh, so they decide to pack up and head back to Camelot. Um, and that night they, they stop to rest um, and Arthur is concerned because he's, you know, Mordred has now saved Arthur's life twice. Uh, and I think he, I think he even says right now he's proven his worth. Uh, and you can tell Merlin is like very introspective at this point. He's like, I, like, obviously, like, the moral dilemma here is I know, I believe in a vision that I saw that said Mordred is is going to kill Arthur, so if I let him die, that doesn't happen, and I get what I want, mm-hmm. which is this grand destiny. Uh, but do I want to do that? Um, they get back to Camelot. Gaius looks at it and says... I don't know if I'm going to be able to fix this, homie. <laughs> and Arthur's like, for real? He's like, oh, yeah, 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 this is, this is strong shit. Like, we can't, I don't yeah. have this. Ar- this is no
1: ordinary wound. There's magic involved. Well, good thing that you're the guy f- for this problem, Gaius. Yeah. You were the specific person who knows how to treat this specific problem. Why don't you call your old buddy uh,
0: Dragoon, what killed my dad? <laughs> and then see yeah. what he has to say Get about this. Get this guy involved. Um, but when
1: Arthur leaves, Gaius tells Merlin, like, hey, the only way that we're going to save him is if you use magic on him. Um, and he's pretty stunned to see that Merlin is unwilling to help him, um, Merlin is sitting there. He just he, he's refusing to act. Um, and Guy even comments like, "What happened to that young boy that first came into my laboratory all those years ago?" Um, and and Merlin says, "He grew up and he learned the meaning of duty. Uh, I meaning, you sometimes you gotta do shit that you don't want to do yep. that, that makes you feel bad uh, because that's just what you have to do." But yeah, this is this is Merlin making the conscious choice to not save him. And when they cut away, I was pretty sure that it was going to end up being like Merlin couldn't not save him. He he, he had to do it in the end. But that's not what happens. So Merlin is actively holding himself back. He's actively choosing not to save somebody because... Because of fear, right? That's what this all boils down to. It's not out of hatred. I did joke that Merlin really hates Mordred. I don't know if he really hates him, but he certainly fears him and he fears the the future that he's seen. And that fear has caused Merlin to do something which you could argue is very cruel, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But he's also just letting things take their course. He didn't push Mordred in, in the line of fire or anything like that, but now he's choosing not to save him. Which is, that's it's, which, a choice. Which is a
0: choice, yeah. Um, to underline this conversation about duty, Gwen comforts Arthur saying, like, it wasn't your fault. Like, this was Mordred's duty to save you so that you could do yours, which is to be the king and to be the protector of the realm. That's the mm-hmm. reason that you have knights. Um, which, again, trying to, you know, I think we've had a lot of these conversations around, like, Arthur having to come to terms with the fact that he can't do everything himself right like we we have seen this several times um gaius knocks on the door super bad news they got to prepare themselves for the worst uh and arthur is like you know what we're gonna go back to the seer. like it's just gonna be me and merlin let's ride immediately and they jump on horses and take off and on the way merlin is like why are you risking so much like this is you could like you're risking all of the realm for this this person and Arthur says you know what greater debt could there be to, than to owe someone who saved your life not once but twice like mm-hmm. and Merlin has a great answer to this too which is what about the debt you owe to your people and to your kingdom. And Arthur's like, you're thinking about this way too much. Like, this is simple. A brother in arms. Now
1: come tuck me in because this is, <laughs> this
0: is yeah, this is an awkward conversation to have without yeah. me me being in my cuffies. <laughs> Bring me my blankie and my cuffies <laughs> and and tuck it just right, and then we can be. Uh, but no, Arthur sees this just as uh, a very simple transaction of like a brother in arms saved his life, and it is his Arthur's duty to save him back if he can. Um, mm-hmm. And <sighs> this episode is frustrating in a lot of ways. We've got a lot of this episode left to go through, um, and there's a lot of talk about duty and what's right and what's wrong, and what does it mean to sacrifice a thing for a greater thing, and it's a lot of, like, words and I find them getting kind of meaningless towards the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense at all? Like, maybe, maybe that's not yeah, kind yeah. of rub. Like, eventually, like, I think Arthur's we, comment we, here of we, you're talking, you're thinking about this too much actually rings true for mm-hmm. the rest of the episode for me. <laughs>
1: yeah. And, and I, I, they've talked about this so much, so many times. They've gone through these, these conversations so many times that, yeah, it does start to, to, to feel hollow. Look, we're just repeating We're walking in the same ground that we've walked a hundred times before. Arthur is constantly putting his, his own neck out for the sake of his men. It would have been almost a more interesting choice if somehow they actually convinced Arthur to not go through with it. like. Gwen convinces him, or Merlin convinces him, don't go back there, don't do this, Mordred, you know he did what he his duty, and now you need to do your duty and if Arthur actually accepted that, and then maybe in the middle of the night, he has a nightmare about the deceer, they call out to him, and he just can't help but go back again, um but at no point does Arthur ever make any decision that's different than the decisions he's made every other time, right mm, yep. um and so yeah, we're just doing the same thing again, and again i I think. Though I, it isn't as immediately obvious, this episode isn't about Arthur, and it, it's not about Arthur's choices. And maybe that's why he's doing the same thing that he always does. Maybe that is so that we'll pick up on the fact that this is, a, this is Merlin's fuck-up. That's what this episode is. Yeah. Because it's not. it wasn't immediately obvious to me, watching it. I'm following Arthur's story for the umpteenth time, but really, what we're getting here... It isn't all the judgment of Arthur. None of that is really important. What is important are the choices that Merlin is making. Yep. And he's, he's allowing a quote unquote friend to die because of what he's, he's afraid of.
0: Um, They arrive at the cave. Uh, They, this time Arthur sets his swords down. Uh, He has the line that I mentioned earlier, which uh, he admits to Merlin being right sometimes, although he will deny that uh, later. Um, they enter this time. They you could tell it like, very carefully walking around these magical relics, and the Desiria waiting for them again. And this time, Arthur apologizes, begs their forgiveness. He asks them to help Mordred. Uh, they kind of go all in on the future holds pain and suffering, and that if he wishes to save his kingdom, he must embrace the no- old ways and bow to the triple goddess. Uh, and this is like as much as Arthur wants to save Mordred. Uh, this is a task a little bit too big for me. He's like, I, you guys know I can't do that, right? And he's, they're like, Yeah, mm. you can if you wanted to. Like, we'll give you till dawn. Uh, and so they make a fire outside this cave, and Merlin and Arthur talk about this. Uh, and this is probably the most interesting scene in this entire episode for me. Um, Arthur asked how Merlin knew this was this place was sacred. I really like Merlin's description of it's as if the whole world is vibrating. It's as if everything is mm. much more than itself um kind of showing i think giving a hint here that merlin has these powers maybe like i feel like that's what they Mm -hmm. were specifically going for is like showing arthur that merlin is a little bit more than he seems um and arthur just is like oh okay well i don't get any of that (laughs) this is like a place uh and of course arthur is like i don't know what i'm gonna do like if i if i bow to the old religion." I can I can save Mordred, but if I bring back sorcery in the kingdom, it could like sorcery before Uther Bandit was just awful. Like it was creating all of these wars. In my own time, I've seen Morgana use it for nothing but harm. And this is a real, real interesting point because I think when we talk about like why doesn't Merlin just allow magic to come back, I don't like Arthur has never seen magic be that particularly good, right? Mm -hmm. He's only ever Mm -hmm. seen occasionally people who have magic be good. He's never actually seen them use magic for good. If that's a, right. a distinction that anybody is, is willing to follow me with. Um, and of course here he asked Merlin, you know, what would you do? And this
1: is like, the it's incredible how this one sentence, like never would have seen this coming. And it shifts so much because merlin all these other times has for the most part always said like yeah i mean i don't think magic has to be a force for evil but here because he's so dead set on on not saving mordred um dude he says there is no place for magic in camelot and i just can't believe that he said it um not only is are we in season 5 and Merlin still has not been able to reveal himself, but he, now he has basically just Arthur really values Merlin's opinion as much as we want to joke about it. He really does value what he has to say, and he just said there can be no place for magic in in Camelot. And that is like he's signing his own, you know, death certificate here. Like he has just he this is going to create some
0: trouble. It's it's fascinating, right? Because even the conversation leading up to that statement is like you know the future the kingdom's future is at stake and a man's life do you would you have me sacrifice somebody and merlin says i would have you become the king that you were destined to be and arthur straight up asks merlin like do you want me to bring sorcery back maybe uther was wrong about this and you can see tears in merlin's eyes as he struggles with this decision of should i allow this person to die uh in an effort to save this king in the future uh, and I think the thing that gets a, gets me a little frustrated is that we have seen Merlin learn the lesson of trying to avoid fate brings you right into it, like it kind of forces you into the path, uh, and that's and that's kind of what happens in this episode, right? Like he he makes this decision and it comes back to bite him in his ass, and he realizes like, oh, I've created my own demon or whatever. Um, and I, but and he's he's obviously wrestling with this emotionally because you know, what if Uther was wrong is basically what Merlin has been saying since the very first fucking episode of the show. Yep. And to go back on that, to, to look Arthur in the eye and say, there can be no place for magic in Camelot. It's a betrayal of himself and who he is as a, as a sorcerer, as well as it seems like even the whole prophecy that he's trying to go, trying to trying to put in place, right. Trying to help succeed or help, come to light, I guess is the word I'm looking right. for. Like, it feels like everybody has always talked about, like, him, about Avalon as being in this crazy magical place and not just, like, Camelot still burning sorcerers at the stake. And I, yeah. I I just, I really do wish Merlin could see it and not be caught up in this, like, this... I don't even think it's hatred. I really do think what, what you said earlier is the fear of Mordred. Just absolute fear of this, of this dude yeah. or what he can do to Arthur.
1: It's got him panicking he's not thinking clearly Um, and obviously as he makes this decision it's not like he's not thinking clearly isn't really the right expression because you see the tears in his eyes you know how much this hurts him to say Um, but it's again a choice made out of fear it's not a choice that I think Merlin would ever make if all of this came to pass but he hadn't seen that vision and And you mentioned it before, we've been through this. Merlin has learned that if you try to mess with destiny, if you try to stop things from happening, you end up you end up just creating them and Gaius to Gaius's credit has also warned Merlin about this. He said, "Hey, like what happened last time? Stop trying to interfere with this that you know we don't know what's going to happen um, and unfortunately, Merlin keeps pushing, keeps pushing, and he's driving us probably towards that destiny, unfortunately. Um, and all that, and then Arthur goes back to into the cave and he tells them i can't do what you ask um i thought before merlin said what he said i thought maybe we could find a compromise and maybe the compromise still wouldn't be good enough or something but um because of the way that they put a bow on these episodes sometimes i thought that he was going to go in there and say with after some serious reflection i cannot bow to your religion but i i know now that i need to you know relent and we're going to change our ways and then morgana would change it the next episode or something uh, but no he just says no i can't do it i'm sorry
0: and they say okay you made your decision you've sealed your fate and that of your kingdom farewell Arthur P- arthur pendragon um and they ride back to camelot uh merlin tells arthur that he did the right thing uh arthur's like he saved my life merlin like more than once and merlin's very emotional you know i know and, of course, as they get back to the castle, they are greeted by a surprise. Uh, Mordred is all better. And he greets Arthur with a, with a hug. And I love this moment. I love the way they frame this. You see Merlin just absolutely astonished. And you hear him speak dialogue without move moving his lips. You hear him say, how could I have been so stupid? Um, and then we cut to where he is talking to Gaius and, like, looking out. Like, it's a really kind of cool piece of um, editing that I really appreciated. Mm. Uh, and he's talking to guys saying like, realizing like, oh, this is the this year's judgment. Like, I thought that I was by encouraging Arthur to not accept magic, that I was killing Mordred and therefore saving Arthur. In fact, I'm doing the exact opposite. And I yeah. feel like if you're watching this episode and you're getting rolled aggravated by how short-sighted Merlin is you're in good company because it feels like a lesson that Merlin should have already known um, mm-hmm. even though like I get it it's it's a very emotional thing to talk about it's a very emotional thing to deal with I feel like Merlin kind of should have known that something like this would have happened yeah. like I, I don't know I don't know
1: so I think we if we want to look at it this way the Desir they they framed it so that if Arthur accepts their terms then the you know arthur's bane, his doom, Mordred here uh he will die if if Arthur agrees with the with the triple goddess or whatever, then Mordred will die from his wounds uh and of course, if he doesn't accept their turns, then then Mordred will come back to life um and just which i didn't even like i didn't even like, consider that until we see him standing there, and I'm like, oh my God, not only did Merlin put himself back in the hot seat by saying, "No, there's they shouldn't have magic anywhere." Not only that, not only did Mordred survive, but I think that Mordred's survival really just completely depended on, on, on the Desir and, and what Arthur, or yeah, on what Arthur said. And uh, just fuck, man. Yes, Merlin should have known better, but from a writing perspective, again, this is this is Merlin. Just really at his wit's end. So controlled by fear that he can't think rationally anymore. And I am frustrated with him. But I also, I guess, from this perspective of looking at this story, I understand why he did what he did. And this is just, it's just getting darker and darker and darker as we head through season five. It just feels like things are getting worse. And every time we think we beat Morgana, well, Morgana maybe isn't really the big bad anymore. Because he didn't see her. In that vision, he saw Mordred. And in fact, Morgana's own visions showed her being killed by Dragoon. Yep. By Amrys. So, Morgana really isn't the threat. And maybe Merlin should start thinking about that a little bit, but I'm, I'm sure it's far too late. And I'm, and she it's not like she isn't a threat. She continues to plot. In the preview for the next episode, it looks like she's kidnapping Gwen. So, you know, she's going to keep popping off. But... Merlin has uh he's he's gone he's gone astray.
0: It's um the other thing to think about here too, and I I'm legit saying this from a perspective of someone who's finished the series, but actually can't remember quite the mechanics of how we get to go through all of these various villains and villainesses and all that stuff. Um, think about Mordred's arc up to this point, right? Uh, a druid child that was pursued by Ruther, Uther saved uh, by secret magic-having people in the castle, uh, saved Arthur's life, um, obviously joined the knights. And if you take it at face value, he joined the knights to serve and protect Arthur uh, because he maybe believed in Arthur's cause, right? Because he saw something in Arthur that could maybe be worth serving in order to bring about a change. And there's that moment in this episode where Merlin tells Mordred you know we won't always have to live like this and, and Mordred agrees with him right he says you know mm-hmm. until then we will be unmarked in life as we are in death uh, or unmarked in death as we are in life and what do you think is going to happen when Mordred finds out about this right. that Merlin had the opportunity to make all of Mordred's suffering be worth something and threw it away because he was vindictive and it and didn't even get anything that he wanted out of it. Like it, he I, th- I feel like he's going to literally cause Mordred to break bad in this final season. Yeah. And it's he's really He's not
1: willing to t- to to realize or to consider that Mordred is was willing to lay down his life not for Arthur, but for their their shared common goal, the, sh- the common goal that he and and Merlin share. He was willing to to lay down his life so that merlin could continue forward and so that arthur could continue forward and create a world where magic is accepted and i don't think mordred cared if he was the lived or died. but then i think all that shit that we saw mordred do when he was younger <laughs> yeah he was always running away but he was also like killing guys and stuff i don't maybe i'm crazy that's not really what happened
0: But i don't know i don't know he was he was around a lot of killing a lot of around, a lot of dudes are yeah. killing guys i guess yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um and this is the end of the episode. Uh, Marlin realizes like, oh shit, I have, uh, there's nothing I can do to prevent Arthur's death at this point. Um, and uh, we get our preview, which looks like uh, Morgana bullying Gwyn is going to be the name of this episode. Yeah. I think I saw a yeah. fairy in there. Whatever is going to happen. I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. Morgana's back. It's going to pop finally. off. Um, very excited about it. Very excited about the rest of the season. I think I'd, if I compl- if you feel like I complained about this episode a lot, it's not necessarily because I didn't like it. Uh, I For me, it's, it's just a it's just an episode that was dealing with a whole lot of stuff and a lot of it felt pretty familiar to me, even if it was mm-hmm. doing so in a different thing. I'm glad you phrased it like I thought the way that you talked about like, oh, I thought I was following Arthur's story, but actually this is this is Merlin's stuff. Like we were dealing not with Arthur being judged, but with really Merlin being judged. Uh mm. and that makes this episode a lot better for me. Um and I like, you know, hey, it's a big complicated episode, which is a good thing to have in television. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. Um, boy oh boy we're going to have to see what happens next <laughs> I
0: can't wait any
1: final thoughts Chris no yeah I uh... wow Merlin you done you done goofed
0: boy you done goofed my man uh, thank you everybody for listening thank you for uh, continuing to support us over at patreon.com slash monster of the week uh, thank you for leaving reviews telling your friends about the podcast and all of that stuff we very very much appreciate it um, we will be back next week with season 5 episode 6 of Merlin
1: Yeah, no, I yeah, okay. I've started recording. I'm I'm good to start here. Okay.
0: Are you okay, Chris? We can we can just I take do. a break. This is
1: this has been happening to me so much. I've been like freaking out. That's why I'm like, okay, I gotta go to the doctor because I can't I can't live my life like this. It's not I am not living. I'm just barely surviving my own life because I'm so high strong all the time.
0: But what if but what if the medicine changes you? You're no longer creative. What what then? Oh, what that's then? not gonna be good. What I then? used to take I'm just, stuff. I'm just I'm just it kidding. was just too much of the wrong thing don't ever um, don't ever let people tell you that don't, yeah. don't be, no, just, i need
1: to i just need to chill out i'm sorry i didn't mean to get so worked up today i just you're okay you're good uh, just had to blow off the steam i guess i okay, had to, had to take fine. a deep breath
0: find your find I was, your scenes. i was in a
1: good mood i just i think behind everything i am just so fucking stressed out all the time just from work not from anything else my yeah. life is easy i just don't manage anything well
0: my work has picked up uh dramatically in terms of time needed and stress and uh extra activities needed and things like that and we're getting into like conference season where i have to like go and hang out with these people and pretend to be the the happy sales guy that's really happy to see all of these assholes and i'm just uh and I, and hey if you're one of those assholes that might be listening to this podcast i hope not but like you're, you're it's not you it's all <laughs> of the other guys um but yeah. it's just it's just one <laughs> of those it's just one of those like i am really stressed out but we have horses at the house now so the, well, that's the exciting. the years long barn project is quote unquote finished um i mean we still have like a zillion things that we want to do but uh <laughs> horses are at the house so we can we that's that's good that's
1: i mean yeah that's been the goal for Practically as long as I've known you, you've been working on this, and it's it, finally come true.
0: Uh, it's been a long time, my friend. <laughs> it has been <laughs> a thing that I have wanted to do for quite some time, uh, and it's just—it's just very gratifying seeing it all come together. Like Autumn and I were talking about it. We—we we spent a lot of time and not like a small amount of money, uh, doing this stuff to try to like minimize the impact of the horses, like having horses on our lives, and also like just mm-hmm. making it. You know, easy to work with and plenty of room and like really not like spending a zillion dollars on a dream barn or anything, but like really trying to think it through and be like, okay, like if we do this and this is where we're going to do this stuff with the horses, what does that mean for like actually try to like break it down? Like, mm-hmm. and it, and it seems to like, it's it's not even been a week yet, but it seems to have worked. <laughs> it oh, seems that, too. Well, that's
1: that's well, what more can you ask for
0: yeah, exactly yeah like we I, I, we were talking last night we were sitting outside uh drinking a cocktail and just watching horses stand in a field and, th- and thinking like i guess we're old now i guess this is what old people <laughs> do is just watch watch animals not move i don't know field. that's
1: <laughs> pretty cool that's not something that everybody can just do you know i'd stand around watching horses
0: dude you think that uh, he would think that she came and she brought simon <laughs> who was her eldest horse She's no she's had Simon longer than she's had me like she 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 had Simon before oh, wow. she met me and we have been together a while friday is our 19th wedding anniversary wow um but she brought Simon and Simon I thought that I really thought Autumn was running some game on me because she was like, I'm going to bring Simon home, but we've got to get like, I want to get a mini horse, like a, like a miniature horse to be Simon's pal because he can't be alone. And I'm like, Mm. if you just want a mini horse, you can just have a mini horse. Like, I'm not going to say, what am I going to (laughs) do?" tell you no at this point? Like, what am I going to like, what am I winning in that? Yeah. Um, But no, she brought, she got up super early Saturday morning she drove to the barn picked up Simon brought brought him over here unloaded him we were all like hey Simon walked around a little bit in the pasture and then like she left to go across the state to pick up the miniature horse so she's gone for conservatively 6 hours doing that this horse did not fucking move in the pasture like i kept going outside to look at it like it barely moved like it kept staying towards the front it would eat some grass like he he just didn't do anything even mark who has been super excited about horses was like the fuck is wrong with this horse yeah what's going on <laughs> <up? laughs> but he um, as soon as she brought the mini home I unloaded the mini put the mini in the pasture uh, I sent you the video of the meeting for the first time I think where uh-huh, the, the mini uh-huh. like runs at Simon and Simon's like what the fuck is that and then they, they immediately <laughs> like touch noses Sniff tails, sniff butts, or whatever, and then like ever since then they have been inseparable. They they just they all they do is lay down next to each other or walk beside each other and eat. Go follow each other to the water thing. Like it's just very cute. It's like having it's just beautiful. It's That's really beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> it's really like it put me the out. Video the video you
1: sent me was was genuinely it was beautiful. <laughs> it
0: was it's so nice. They just like wander around with each other uh, and you know, the mini horse sometimes because the mini horse is two and Simon is twenty six I think um, and. Uh, the mini horse would sometimes like try to get something from Simon, and Simon would be like, "Fuck you, little bitch!" And like, yeah. bah, 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 bah. <laughs> and, uh so it's just, it's just, it's just been very cute, and it's also gratifying, and also like, Autumn, we work from home a lot. Autumn works from home almost every single day, uh, and. You know, she is so, so incredibly busy that her having the ability to like, I'm going to take a 10 minute break and go touch a horse mm-hmm. uh, versus like before where going to touch a horse. It was like a like at least a two and a half hour commitment. Um, it's just made her life so much like so much more gratifying. So so much simpler. Yeah. So, yeah,
1: that's that's huge. That rules. That's that's. That's that's the dream. You live in the dream.
0: I told her that you texted me that it was a massive W and she really, really yeah. liked that. I was yeah. like she's like, Chris got it a massive W and she's like, it absolutely is a massive W. <laughs> so
1: seriously, this is what you've been working towards for for like I said, as long as I've known you. And it's just that fucking rules. It's a huge dub up on the board. It's you know what I mean?
0: Huge dubs on putting W's on the board, bros. That's what it's all about. It's, that's what it's all about. It is. I uh, I'm pretty excited about it. And now um, we're in a weird situation where people want to come to our house now because things have changed. Yeah, no, 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 no. no and I'm like, I don't think that that's going to uh-uh, happen. Uh-uh, <laughs> I don't really need to invite anybody. My dad was like, I want to uh-uh, bring my new know. girlfriend and come see the horses. And I'm like, we invited you to Christmas one year and you didn't come. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe maybe you should reevaluate your priorities. <laughs>
1: Your girlfriend thinks she's getting on one of these horses. She's ain't, got the
0: fucking thing coming. Ain't happening, Captain. That's not going to happen. My sister.
1: Nobody's girlfriend near these suckers.
0: My sister was like, "We want to get out of town, but like not very far out of town, and like you, you better go somewhere else because we're no. yeah,
1: <laughs> the ain't the spot, this ain't the spot.
0: We're, we're we're we are calm now. We're we are not, but um, we we will. We're going to invite people over or whatever. Else. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah. But
1: uh... it's it's tough because I would never. I would never want to do that. <laughs> I would never want to let anyone hear my horses.
0: Yeah, that is, that is kind of a thing because, like, I think people have this idea that, like, oh, it's a horse. Can I get on your horse? And Autumn, like, has said to me in the past, like, people ask that and they, you know, they don't realize the amount of time and energy and money that I've gone, in, that's gone into training a horse and then, you know, they have no experience. Like, they just get get kicked off or they could even, like, hurt the horse somehow. Yeah. Like, this is not, this is not like a... You know, can I ride your bicycle? Situation. It's like, can I ride your high end ba- bicycle that costs forty thousand dollars?
1: <laughs> For it t- is also a living creature, <laughs> and,
0: and also needs to eat. Your bicycle yeah, needs to yeah. eat and breathe. Like
1: you might as well climb on top of a dolphin if you don't know what you're doing. A hundred percent.
0: Yeah, you might as well climb on top of a dolphin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't been on a horse since I was, a, you know, at Boy
1: Scouts as a little kid or something. So I wouldn't. I certainly would not attempt to climb atop a horse. I. I mean, I weigh more than. I think most horses. That's I'm, not. You know, that's not true. What's it? What's the horse weight? Like six, seven hundred
0: pounds? Uh, <laughs> no, no, that's 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 a lot more than that. <laughs> How much uh, does a
1: horse weigh actually? Aver- what's average horse? It's like tons. Girth.
0: It's like two thousand pounds. No like, way, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, yeah. I'm, gonna,
1: I'm gonna Google it. Average horse weight. 1500 to 2- 2200 pounds mm-hmm. that's nearly double my
0: own weight <laughs> oh don't do that chris you're not you're not <laughs> that i mean to be fair to be fair to the people out there envisioning chris saying that it's mostly his feet it's just mostly his oh yeah, yeah, his, yeah, yeah, yeah. His it's mostly the flippers it's huge clot hoppers
1: i did i started doing that thing again during the pandemic when i worked out every day and i put on a ton of muscle um and then i just i gained so much weight because i i added protein shakes to my diet not as a meal replacement like you're kind of supposed to Mm -hmm. it was just add also all and also this uh and i did no cardio so this time i've started doing the the workout stuff again the the body weight stuff which i have again it's very quickly put on muscle but now I'm reaching that point again where I'm like okay no protein any and I have to do cardio I can't because I will just become a giant blimp of a man I mean, that's not what I'm that's not what I'm trying to be
0: you know what I mean I saw one of those like uh, shiny head bald men with like muscles coming out of his neck on TikTok the other yeah. day and he was saying yeah. that the way to burn extra fat was to get up super early and uh, do your cardio because you're fat oh, your, just, your, just,
1: just get up super early just be awake
0: yeah and, 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 and like you know oh you're Fat reserves are super low when you wake up in the morning, and I don't know enough about like the, the human body to mm-hmm. dispute that. But I just—it's just another one of those. I just—I watched it and I was like, "You're just trying to trick me into waking up early. You're that's all this me. is. Yeah, yeah, not gonna happen. I will wake up. Well, at, that's the
1: thing. I—I I feel like I have to start getting into shape because I'm gonna be bald, you know, and I don't want to be um bald and just like i'll be looking like jabba the hutt that's what i'm worried about uh, i'm worried that i'm just gonna turn into jabba the hutt mm. um and no no nothing against jabba i mean uh. everything against you know i take it back everything against jabba when i'm they, not trying to be him when they re-released
0: those movies and they had cgi uh jabba walking beside han solo at the during that one shot and it's i don't know if you remember that like when they were the, oh, yeah. The, when the, yeah it's horrible yeah it's not good not, not good. good, not good at all.
1: Anyway, what are we even talking about here? Star um, Wars.
0: You want to talk about Jedi Survivor? We've been we've been dude. playing the same video game.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, do we want do we have to talk about where we got friend friend of the show? Friend, friend of the, of the show. show hooked us up. Yeah, we have. I don't, I will, okay, we won't reveal. I don't know if the person wants to stay like low-key or anything a friend of the show hooked us up with codes for this game yes um which is first of all unbelievably fucking cool yes i don't know if i've ever gotten a code for a game before like especially like a big brand new like AAA release yeah yeah um
0: you used so to get hooked up by biz, biz media all the time but that's not video games that's all manga no. right like so yeah
1: that's true they did yeah they sent me um they sent me a couple different things and um which was also extremely fucking cool but this is like a fucking video game you know what i mean it's a fucking, it's video, a fucking game. video game um yeah, he so
0: that dude uh that dude works worked on the game too, which is yeah, which makes it yeah. even I, cooler. Like,
1: in the DMs I have wanted to ask so many questions, but I'm like, I don't know like what you're allowed to reveal when you work on a game. Mm-hmm. Um but I have I have a million questions. But anyway, so this is the sequel to Fallen Order um uh, from a couple years ago, which uh-huh. was like a surprise hit for me that, that that year that this came out. Yes. Um started up Jedi Survivor was immediately lost like <laughs> like in the world i was lost you're just you start off on coruscant like you're in like it's and it's guiding you forward but for whatever reason i was so lost the whole i would all, like whatever way it wanted me to go i went the opposite way and i'm like is it the game is it me because i don't play a lot of like big triple a games like everything i play is like a you know jrpg from 10 years ago so i was very confused there but I was like, okay, whatever, I'm having fun. The combat is as great as always. Then I went to the next world, which is way more open, and I was complaining that, I'm again, I'm so lost. Wherever I'm not supposed to go, that's where I'm going. I found every fucking treasure on the planet because I went the wrong direction. And then, Jeremy, let me tell you, I checked the map, and I, apparently I had turned this feature on as well. I think you can turn it off, but... I checked the map and realized it's not just showing you the place far away that you need to go to. It's showing you like the step-by-step way to get there. Is it really? So you get lost. Are serious? Like, you can. If I think where oh, how do I get up to that tower way way off in the north? It'll show that far away beacon way off in the north if you check your map. And then it'll show you a a close-by one that'll, like, mark the north edge of town. It's like, walk to this. Okay, then you check your map again, and it's gone to a different place. And again, I think you could turn that off, but it was a game-changer for me. As somebody who was just absolutely fucking lost all the time. Um, And then once I got to that tower and, like, instigated the story stuff that happens there... Dude, I'm so fucking in... I'm like, it's whenever I get back into Star Wars, it always hits me like a fucking truck. Uh, But that's that's how I'm feeling right now. Like it's I have finally started clicking with the combat. I can finally explore like everything is falling into place. Um, So it's been pretty fucking sick.
0: I'm a I'm not quite that far yet. Uh, I got to the place where I think that's about to happen. Like I I got to the open world, the first little open world that you get to. And then I got to like the big story event where you you, you meet an old friend. Um, and then I I had to shelf it. I had some other stuff I had to do. Uh, but I will say the a just like Fallen Order, like this game is incredibly hard. Like I feel like the combat is really really difficult. Like it really expects you to be blocking and parrying. Like there's some there's a boss encounter that both me and you had a lot of trouble with. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I'm playing on, on like normal difficulty. This dude that gave us the code. God love him, and I really appreciated this. He was like, you know, if you're playing on, like, Grandmaster level, uh, you're really going to need to to know how to parry. And I was like, sure, cool. Yeah, never going <laughs> to happen, brother. <laughs> never going to happen. You don't have to worry about that. But even, like, on the middle middle difficulty, it's still pretty challenging. Um, but I will say it's so fucking satisfying. Like, the game gets, mm-hmm. like, what you want out of lightsaber Combat in a way that's just yeah. really fucking good. Je- Fallen Order did it as well, but like I felt like it was almost towards the back end of that game before, like I really felt like I was a Jedi. You know what I'm saying? And this mm-hmm. dude feels like I am fucking. And, and you can be Ahsoka in this basically. Like you can have your dual wheeled blades, yep. you can make them white, which I did immediately because I'm an uh-huh, Ahsoka fanboy. Uh-huh. Um, there's a mullet you can get for the main character. Like I really, yep. I really appreciate all of the character customization because one of the big complaints about the first game was like he's just the white jedi he's just a guy he's white mm-hmm. a white man jedi and this one they were like yeah we we still got to be that dude but like we're gonna give him some dumb hair which it makes all yeah. which makes all white boys protagonists better like if you give him a i mullet. just gave
1: him the sam winchester hair oh uh, perfect beard right now perfect so he's, he's rocking yeah, it. yeah. um
0: I've seen some real yeah. trashy outfits that you can pick up for this game too. Just oh, yeah. some real uh, like like trucker, space trucker some real, looking, some
1: real dirtbag shit. Oh,
0: I can't wait to get a mullet to dress this dude up like a dirtbag. It's going to be <laughs> so up, exciting when
1: you meet the villain, who I won't, I won't spoil, mm-hmm. but. Um, I, if, I just want you to show up to that like looking like a fucking dirtbag. Like, he's got this grand plan, this melodrama, and you're like, what's up, motherfucker? <laughs> um,
0: just with the fucking trucker hat. If I could get a trucker yeah, hat with this, I, I would...
1: Give Cal a trucker hat. Give Cal um, a trucker hat. Yeah, with the combat, I I think maybe because it's like you, you feel like a fucking Jedi when you're swinging that thing around, but then you just get your ass beat if you're not paying attention. So it was the thing that has helped me the most was uh there's different stances you can get obviously Mm -hmm. one of them is basically kylo ren's sword it's got the cross guard and it's a way heavier weapon i think the lightsaber is bigger um and it has a much slower heavier more powerful fighting style and has stronger defense so i was finally like okay if i'm gonna use this i'm gonna try and, and block more and defend or parry more, which I just, I know I'm supposed to do that, but because I just want to move so fucking fast, I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm swinging those things left and right, and then I'm getting my ass beat by a rancor because I'm not paying attention to what I'm supposed to be doing.
2: Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm.
1: But this sword, like, making me, this lightsaber, making me slow down and block and parry and do what I'm supposed to do, now... It, you know first the exploration clicked and now the combat has finally clicked where i'm like i'm all in and um switching between styles like mid-battle doing different shit i'm i'm vibing with it
0: i have a i have a question for you though, chris Mm -hmm. do you think you'll be able to beat this game in a week i don't know i don't know how long it is because uh you know what happens in like a week right Oh, oh yeah, Zelda. <laughs> yeah, Zelda happens, and like <laughs> yeah,
1: what? Okay, like so if that comes out on the twelfth, uh, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I
1: think I could beat it by then. I think okay. I can beat it by so then.
0: that's the twelfth. It's I guess that's a little over a week. That's like a week and a half. Yeah. You got a week yeah, and yeah, a half yeah, yeah. to beat this. Presumably, like I'm just guessing, like a fifty-hour video game, right? It's gotta, I'm, be
1: yeah, yeah. Okay, well, if you put it that way, that's that. You know, it's puts the pressure on. But, it, it does put a little. I mean, pressure I'm moving, on. I'm moving and grooving, I'm moving okay. and grooving. I've been on vacation for two days. I am going back to work tomorrow, but. Um, I, I'm moving and grooving. That's all I'll say. I
0: haven't. Um, I have not. I have been moving. I don't know that I've been grooving yet. I'm looking forward to starting grooving, and then I just haven't had a lot of time to play. Um, yeah, I'm hoping, yeah. hoping that my my work schedule settles down a bit so I can put some more video game time in. The ironic thing is uh, with all this horse chat, Autumn has always been really shy about going to visit her horses in the afternoon because she's like, well you and I work so much. It doesn't like, I don't want to take away a bunch of time with you so that I'm out there till like six or seven o'clock at night. And I've always told her like, Hey, go do your thing. Like, I don't like whatever, like what else are we going to do? Like, who cares if we don't watch right. the next weird British cooking show? Um, <laughs> and, But now, so she never has. And so, like, you know, five or six o'clock comes around and we'll hang it out, have a cocktail, watch some TV or whatever. But now that we have the horses, she's got a lot more chores in the afternoon. So now I'm actually seeing her less in the afternoon than I was, which I think is very funny. Yeah. Speaking of weird British cooking shows, this is probably the last thing we need to talk about before we could start talking about Merlin eventually. Uh, Will Autumn listen to this before Friday? No. Okay. So we were watching something and they were making a sacre tour um All right i'm probably butchering the pronunciation on that but it's a chocolate sponge cake from um i want to say austria uh that it has like apricot jam and a chocolate glaze on top of it and we were watching one of these dumb british cooking shows and Autumn saw it and she was like that looks amazing and i was like <laughs> and i went to my notes and i i like put it into like potential presents for autumn so it's our anniversary this weekend so i pull up my Uh, notes and i'm like i need some shit (laughs) because i i I did not think about this until four days ago so i'm i am stressed um i see the cake and i call my local cake guy that's a lie i email my local cake guy who has been rock solid he has replicated cakes for me in the past he's been a great great cake guy uh sent him the link was like hey can you hook me up with one of these by friday and he just sit back a very, like, very cold. We, we will not be able to make that cake at this time. And I was like, well, that's fucking <laughs> oh, man. weird. That is super fucking strange. Uh, so I have to call around. Um, first cake store is like, yeah, that's not really our thing. Second cake store is like, you want What? And I explain it again and they're like, I don't really and I'm like, Look, this this is the situation. Lay out the situation as I just laid it out for you And they're like, Well, it's not really like the normal thing that we do and I was like, What do you guys usually do? It's like, Well we kinda of specialize in like four or five story tall, like like cakes like that are like birthday or wedding cakes, like not stories, but like tears, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, with different shapes or like moving parts. And I'm like, so you can't do just like a basic six inch sponge cake for me. And she's like, it's going to cost you $85. And I was like, sold Just sell me the fucking $85 chocolate (laughs) sponge cake. I'm, I'm struggling at this point. Like, (laughs) uh, anyway, I don't know. Do you have, do you have trouble buying anniversary gifts or are you like really good at that?
1: i did no i do i do we it's because i i want to toe the line between every year she's like let's not do anything for our anniversary but every it's like i gotta do something mm-hmm. i have to do something i can't not and we're not married yet but we've been together for eight years so i you know i gotta show up um so yes i struggle with all gifts yeah. all the time because i feel like you get me fucking anything i'm like whoa dude hell yeah yeah um and and not that she's hard to buy for, but like the, I overthink every single fucking thing. And I'm like, this is stupid. I can't get her that. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. Um, yeah, it's tough. I'm struggling right now even just thinking about it.
0: <laughs> I get real in my head about it, where I just don't know. Um, I've tried doing like clothes and stuff before. I'm real bad at that. Like I pro- I'm probably like oh for five, more like one for five for a clothing presents. <laughs> like I keep getting, and I guess it's complimentary, but I get her stuff that's too small to fit her um and like it's just like like you know she wanted some or she complimented some pajamas we saw in the white lotus season two that were like these like silk pajamas that were like uh had snakes all over them and so i ordered those for fucking italy (laughs) and they were too small because italians are so much tinier than americans Uh Uh this is not fair um but yeah I, i struggle with this stuff quite a bit and i it's also one of those things where like everybody gets their horse stuff um, and she doesn't mm-hmm. really particularly like horse stuff because any horse stuff that she needs, she just buys it. Like she, if anything yeah. that's of practical use, she's already bought it. It's in an Amazon box sitting in my breezeway or something. Right. So I'm just, I'm not just, I'm like, I don't know what to do. I got to come up with something else on Friday. We're gonna cook a lot, but I feel like that's just her thing. That's just what she does. So I don't, I don't know. It's
1: tough. It ain't ever easy. If you're listening to this 80, episode, an eighty-five dollar cake. Yeah.
0: Like start <laughs> with an eighty-five dollar cake and then. Uh. Do you want to talk about Merlin? Let's talk about Merlin. I've just depressed myself. Stopped. I've stopped screaming. I've just depressed myself talking about how I'm going to shit up another anniversary.
1: Yeah. I, you know what I was trying to think? I was like, what did I get, Jess? I got her that fucking Inuyasha rug.
0: Yeah. That's dope. She wanted
1: it for like two years and was constantly like, no, I'm not going to buy it. No, I'm not going to buy it. And finally, I was like, I'm just going to do it. It wasn't even that expensive.
0: Um, dude, did you see those uh, Naruto slippers I put in, in the chat the other day?
1: Yeah, dude. Give me the size 16 Naruto slides. I I'd
0: Actually, I was looking at all of those shoes to see if they had size 16 of anything in the Naruto. And they don't. They only go up to 12. But the the, the, the slippers, like the ramen place slippers or whatever it was, like they go up to XL. And I didn't know if that counted as 16s or not. I don't know what that's I XL guess, I mean, mean, who
1: knows? Who knows, dude? I have slippers. I have some pretty nice slippers that are my size. I was struggling to find sneakers the other day. I just first, I thought, let me look for... I saw a nice pair of Adidas, and I thought, oh, you know, I don't know if I've ever owned a pair of Adidas sneakers. Let me investigate. uh Nothing in my size. Okay, most only go up to a size 14. Then I went to Nike. Same thing. like Everything goes up to like a size 14, unless you want to go for a cleat, which, I don't know if you know this, uh, but it, I do, don't uh, need yeah, cleats.
0: Yeah, you don't think you need cleats at this point in your life. <laughs> All right. Anywho, Mer- Merlin. Merlin.
2: Merlin.